Blog Talk Radio. Night edition of the Pajama Party. I'm one of your hosts, uh, Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. She's a little late tuning in and uh, red wine. Bonsoir, darling. Ooh, how right. goes it? Everything's cool. Nine o'clock hour has hit us. Yeah, in yeah. effect. So. Mm. Man, what a week it's been. Hmm, I tell you what, I'm glad it's over. Glad all that election crap is over so the advertisement can stop. I know. I was so tired of those political ads. Oh my gosh. And they were like right behind one from you know, one right behind another. Yeah. Where do you get all this money? And what's the networks doing with this money? Yeah, that's a good question. Paying all those high high price anchor people on them shows in the morning, in the evening, and everything else. And they love when the politicians come out and start throwing money around like water. I'm wondering how much were they charging for those ads? Because they can't be cheap. I'm sure they give them some kind of group rate. Yeah, because they did run them in bunches, bunches like grapes. But I'm just grateful that it's over. So whether your candidate won or lost, at least it's over. Until the next time we get bombarded with all of that crap. Anyway, how was your week, Papa Didi? Stressful as usual, but, you know, I'm getting through it. Yeah, I know what you mean. Sometimes a week feels like two weeks. But I'm grateful that I'm still here to talk about it. So I shan't complain. So. Let's get the rundown here. Uh, oh, we're not going to do our topic at the top? Uh, well, we're uh, minus one person, so. Uh, oh, okay. You, know. you want to wait for Kettle? Uh, yeah, let's take a break for a minute and uh, see if she's going to roll up in the studio here. All right. Well, we'll take a, take a quick break and uh, see if we can locate Kettle. Kettle's AWOL. We're going to have to find her this week. So we'll do that, and we'll be back on the other side of the break on the Pajama Party Show. Looking for a new cocktail to serve at your next dinner party? Trying to figure out what pairs well with your main entree? Then you need to visit the Cocktail of the Week archive at apajamaparty.com. We've got a list of all the cocktails we've featured on previous Pajama Party shows with recipes and pictures of the drinks. And believe me, we've had some good ones. And while you're on the website, visit the archives for previous shows. 
Just click on any date and you can hear the shows again and again. We've got you covered at apajamaparty.com and tell a friend. They'll thank you. All right, welcome back to the John Party. I'm one of your hosts, uh, Papa Didi. I'm here with red wine tonight. Bonsoir, bonsoir, bonsoir. So you want to hold this rundown, see what we got going on tonight? Oh, okay. Well, got you know. a bunch of stuff to uh, Action-packed, you know, action-packed episode, as we always do. So let's see. We're going to start out with on the hot topics. We got Democrats are about to lose full control of Virginia's House of Delegates. We can talk about what happened with the elections. Uh, intentional discrimination in the uh, Ahmad Arbery jury selection. Uh, the Kyle Rittenhouse trial update. Talk about that. Uh, the hit it and quit it headlines. We got cities across the U.S. elect their first black mayors. The Packers. Aaron Rodgers addresses his vaccination status, such as it is or isn't. The NFL wants to move past Washington's scandal and hurts rent-a-cars in hot water. The cocktail of the week is called the Rise Up. What's poppin' with Papa Didi? I'm sure he's got something good for us tonight. Then we're going to go into the weird news. We've got a bear raised leftover KFC in the kitchen. Minnesota police called to break up a bald eagle street fight. And New Zealand couple unearthed what could be the world's largest potato. I'm just saying, with red wine, she's not as privileged as she thought. Living for the city with Papa Didi, he's going to give us another good one. Uh, followed by the Hollywood wrap-up with Kettle, the world-famous Kiss It List, and the last word. So sit back, get your favorite cocktail, because you know how we do it on the Pajama Party Show. It's PJs only, no clothes allowed. We're going to take a break, and we're coming back with the Hot Topics. This is the Pajama Party on Blog Talk Radio. The Pajama Party is produced by DC Homegrown Entertainment at www.dchomegrown.com. The views and opinions expressed on this program are those of the Pajama Party crew and you. So pick up the phone and dial 914-803-4306. That's 914-803-4306. And tell us what's on your mind. There's a big fluffy pillow reserved just for you at the pajama party. So call us now. And remember, it's PJs only. No clothes allowed. Pass it on. Log on to www.apajamaparty.com and click the Listen Live banner or call 914-803-4306. Now let's get back to the crew and more of the pajama party. Is it tea time, darling? All right, welcome back with John Party, one of host Papa Didi. I'm here with uh, Red Wine. Bonsoir. And uh, I don't know if Kettle's back on the scene. Are you out there somewhere, Kettle? Hello. Uh-oh. Oh, there she is. How's everybody? Oh, oh we're good. Everything is cool over here. Okay. That's All right. What's up. That's what's up. All right. Want to get this stuff started? 
Let's get some news out there. All right. Information. Well, let me let me tell you about this Virginia House of Delegates. You know, they that election was <laughs> interesting. Is a I don't know. That's an understatement. I'll put it that way. Hmm. Yeah, it was. Yeah. So anyway, CNN as of yesterday is projecting that Republicans in the state of Virginia are going to win at least half of the seats in the chamber guaranteeing that Democrats will no longer hold full control there. And they're also projecting that Republicans are going to take control of the House. And they're talking about in Virginia now. Uh, The Democrats are projected so far to win 46 seats in the uh, Virginia's House of Delegates. So the best that the party could do at this point is to try to at least tie the number of Republican seats but the Democrats are going to have to win the remaining unprojected races in order to do that. So if they end up in a tie, that means they're going to have to share the agreement and the power between the two parties, which from what we've seen historically never seems to go too well. So if the Republicans win even one of the four unprojected seats, they're going to end up with control of the Virginia chamber. So. So far, five of the projected Republican wins are pickups with the shift in power paired with the Republican win for Glenn Youngkin, Winsome Sears, and Jason Mayaris that captured state governor, lieutenant governor, and the attorney general posts, respectively, which underscores the broad political reckoning after years of Democratic control. So in recent years, the Virginia Republicans had little recourse as Democrats enacted a more progressive agenda, passing legislation that tightened gun control, expanded reproductive rights, and offered protections for LGBTQ individuals. So Virginia lawmakers uh, also ratified the Equal Rights Amendment after years of trying and rolling back a number of laws that Democrats describe basically as just being archaic, outdated, mm-hmm. out, out of date, old-fashioned, unnecessary. So even though what was interesting is that Glenn, I believe his first name is Glenn, right? Glenn Youngkin? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Glenn. I should know as much as we saw those stupid commercials. Um, even though Youngkin came into the race, as pretty much completely unknown blank slate with plenty of money because he had been advertising commercials like, gosh, back in the summer. I think his commercials started running really early. So it just basically validated the strategy of largely focusing on local issues and how he manipulated, I would say, the former President 45, At times, he utilized the name, but yet he still managed to find a way to keep him at enough distance to where it was like, yeah, your name is in here. You're kind of in it, but not in it. So that was an interesting strategy, which clearly worked out for for, uh, Youngkin. So Democratic control of the Senate, of the Virginia State Senate, uh, where a lot of those people don't even face uh, election or re-election until 2023, could still be a roadblock for the Republicans. But, you know, we'll just see. Because right now, like I said, they still have some undeclared races. I guess they're still tallying everything. 
and hopefully, you know, they'll have some clear numbers in the next, hopefully, couple of days. I hope this isn't going to stretch out forever in a day. But that's what's going on with that. Uh, that woman, um, Winsome, uh, was the black woman who won the lieutenant governor. This is the woman who was uh, ran the ads where she's holding um, a semi-automatic rifle, which I thought was like, hmm, okay, but... I guess, you know, that obviously appealed to somebody because they voted for her. And now she's up there. I saw, did you see her uh, her uh, acceptance speech? She was talking about, I'm black, I was born black, always no, been no. black. And, but no. then she said, but this is not about that. I'm like, well, then why did you bring it up? We see how uh, black no. you are. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> that wasn't even necessary to tell us all that, but anyway. With them big ass lips and red lipstick. Yeah. We saw all that. That's crazy, but anyway. Yep, that's all I have on this one. Any comments? Mm. Go for it. Mm. Go ahead, Paul. Well, the one thing I'm confused about that I'm confused about is that I'm trying to figure out if you read. Running for lieutenant governor, how do you have your own race? I don't understand that. So is there a possibility that a Democratic lieutenant governor can be underneath a Republican governor? Is that possible? I guess it Ooh, is. I wow, never. Wow, that's a good question. I've never heard that before. I thought that the lieutenant governor was friends with the governor. I thought they went in on the same ticket. If you voted for the governor, then that person just trailed along. But in Virginia, they count stuff separate. Like, you know, the other person could have won and could have been under Yunkum. I, I don't get it. I, I don't get it. Somebody can explain to me how that works in, in Virginia, let's say, because that's the only time I've heard of it with this election that the lieutenant governor, both lieutenant governor, was competing each other in an election. Anyway, but yeah, old girl with that gun. And and she had nappy hair at the time, but at the night of the election, she got her hair did. And she looked totally different, makeup, the whole nine, dressed nicer. But she left that one picture out for everybody to see during her whole campaign. And she wanted to shine on every little person that, that saw the gun. And, oh, my goodness. Well, how much protection you need as lieutenant governor? Man, oh, that's no. I don't know. That was... That was classic. What, classic people. What type of in. gun was that? AR-15. Mm. That one that they are the one that would kill the kids in school, and the one that's banned oh, by everybody, gosh. and the one that everybody's trying to stop. She put that one out there, and as much as that's been in the news, as far as you know, murdering children in schools, she mm-hmm. has the nerve to promote. She she's stand there on her political. Action uh, advertisement, yeah, with with that picture. Right. I don't she understand. Said, she, she probably was sending uh, some type of message. You know how they talk in code, and you know that particular gun is probably representing whatever it is. Yeah, but who, who's she who talking in code to? As a black woman, who uh, is she talking in code to? Come on now, <laughs> uh, yeah, past president used to talk in code, so. You to answer your own question, though. 
We already know. Oh. Jackass Republicans. Yeah, but that's she's saying know. you're black. She said I'm black. I'll always be black. But so, but she's talking to cool to to uh, oh, oh, Aryan Nation jokes. Just, probably just to sue yeah. us. That's all. Just to try to win mm-hmm. us over. But I'm quite sure those young white yuppies probably put over the edge, or it could have been the old redneck whites that put over the edge. So <laughs> I think it was and, all the gun lovers. All these people who lose their mind over their uh, constitutional right to bear Mm -hmm. arms, Mm -hmm. no matter how deadly these arms are, Mm -hmm. I think when they saw her with that gun, they probably thought, oh, okay, she may not look like one of us, but she's one of us. Right, but that was was the code. That's what I'm saying. That was her code saying, okay, I'm one of y'all. Maybe. This this is it. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, and then her crazy. coming back and saying, oh, I'm black this, I'm black that, she try to appease us. It, it ain't going to work. Bye. Bye, Felicia. <laughs> exactly. Take mm-hmm. your gun with you. Oh. Gun tote self with you. Holding the gun. Whatever happened to kissing babies? Lord, man. Yeah. That's been replaced with toting guns. All right. Keep it moving. Right. What you got, Papa Diddy? Uh, let's see here. Okay, uh, the judge says there appear uh, there appears to be a intentional discrimination in the Aubrey jury selection. Oh, you think? Now the judge is saying this now, okay? Mm-hmm. But like oh, I said, boy. if you go back just just as a flashback, you know it was really hard for them to prosecute those people in that town because that those guys that were accused of that crime was affiliated with that town big time. You know, with everything, you know, as far as the the uh, courthouse and what I don't know what they actually did for a living, but I know they was all into the the public works aspect or the you know the whole utility aspect of the town. So everybody knew them, you know, knew them well, and getting them prosecuted was a hard sell. Nobody wanted to take them down, you know. Nobody wants to take out their so-called friend or whatever, you know, especially if it's a black person involved. They're like, oh, maybe they got what they deserve, blah, blah, blah. Now, that's just the back story of it, okay? Now, the story now is after a long and uh, a continuous jury selection process in the uh, coastal Georgia County in pre- preparation for the trial of Aubrey, Aubrey's killers, the panel of 12 people was chosen Wednesday, consisting of one black member and 11 white members. Okay, the jury was selected after a two and a half week selection process that ended with prosecutors for the state accusing defense attorney of uh, disproportionary striking qualified black juries off the off the panel, and based on some of their situations with uh, marijuana use and some ways they answer some of their questions and you know their attitude toward the trial and their obviously uh, forwardness toward how they feel about the trial itself, and they just striking out blacks, bing, 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 boom. Mm. All right, the court heard arguments for two and a half hours about why um, defense uh, struck the potential juries before Wendy's uh, unanimously denial of some of the state's uh, black participants and uh, why the jury was dismissed after they were satisfied with 11 whites and one black. One of the challenges that 
that I think counsel recognized in this case is the racial overtones in the case. Of the 16 total jury selective, including the four alternates, five of the men and 11 of the women included to the pool reportedly inside the courtroom were animately, you know, toward the case where they were, they, they claimed they were siding toward the black aspect of things, you know, mm-hmm. based on their dress and T-shirts they wore and all this jazz, you know. Oh, my goodness. Anyway, so a jury uh, should reflect the community. Brunswick is 55% black, uh, one reporter said. So it's outrageous that black jurors were intensely excluded to create such an imbalanced jury in the effort to uh, keep this, keep these uh, co- to make to, to make these cold-blooded killers escape justice. All right. So uh, this is what Ben Crump said. You know, Ben Crump is the one that representing mostly all the people that has a unjust killing about them. So. Mm-hmm. So we'll we'll stay on the lookout for this particular trial, you know, and as we say, we're going in with juries that, you know, and it's 11 jury and one black person, that, that's going back to the 60s, you know what I mean? That's, I mean, we didn't, why, why do you, why do you need one black person? What is that, a representation or something? So you say this it, county where, where this is taking place mm-hmm. is 55% black, mm-hmm. but they only can find one qualified "Quote unquote qualified black person to be on this jury." As far as they're concerned. Yeah, that's why I said air quote qualified to be on this jury. That's ridiculous. That is so ridiculous. Okay. That's our, our society. <laughs> that's our makeup. That's what we do. Mm-hmm. But the judge, he said something, but still you're going to continue on with the case. How, how much sense does that make? None. You're going to figure. And these men but, ran him down and killed that brother, mm-hmm. and they're still claiming that they're not guilty. Mm-hmm. And it's on film. The yeah. one guy filmed it. So. How do you fix your mouth to say, uh, how do you plead not guilty? I don't and even understand that. What state is this? Again? Georgia. 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 Oh, Brunswick, Georgia. Off the coast. Oh, Down in Georgia. Yep. Mm, mm, mm. Georgia. Yeah. Georgia on Where? my mind. There you go. We might. We'll keep around. We'll keep around. Oh, yeah. We're going to definitely follow that case. We might just start yeah. marching now. Yep. Might as well yeah. start organizing. Yep. Going right. down there. Mhm. All right. Um, let me see. From sugar to shit, I see. Um, Cal Rittenhouse trial update. Okay, so we're into the um day five trial of the Cal Rittenhouse. Everybody knows the teenager that uh, was charged with killing two people and wounding a third during a violent protest in Kenosha last year after the police shooting of um, Jacob Blake. So in, in addition to counts of international recklessness and attempted homicide and reckless endangerment and curfew violation, check this out, Rittenhouse 18 is charged with possessing a firearm as a minor, a misdemeanor. That's it. That's all. But that's what happens when you're, when you're a youth at that age, and I think the laws kind of need to change a little bit too. Um, 
One of Kyle Rittenhouse's defense attorneys, Press Jason uh, Lekowski, about his in, impression of uh, this guy, Joseph Rosenbaum, the night Rittenhouse fairly shot him. So Friday morning, um, Lekowski uh, told a prosecutor he did not consider um, Rosenbaum a threat uh, during uh, cross-examination. So the lawyer asked if uh, that would have uh, changed if Rosenbaum had approached him alone. Um, Lekowski, he replied, no. Lekowski said Rosenbaum had not threatened to kill him and had uh, not done more than, uh, quote-unquote, false stepping towards him. Um, so it goes on to say that the uh, threat to my life, he says, um, Lukowski said, but then um, the lawyer then moved on to questioning about um, homemade chlorine gas bombs used on the streets of the uh, Kenosha, and they, they went all the way that night. So Lukowski said he uh, encountered Rittenhouse running away from the shootings, and he thought uh, Rittenhouse said uh, he did not shoot anyone but uh, needed help. Mm. So, I mean, he's saying that he didn't shoot anybody, but he just shot somebody and then he's running away. But he said he needed help. So his group joined with um, Rittenhouse and his friends, whom they had just met, to help protect the uh, businesses. He described Rittenhouse as a young, impressionable kid who was under-equipped uh, and under experience. Uh, but Rittenhouse seemed uh, very interested in um, Balk's life and time in the Army. And Balk said he tried to um, look out for him and advise Rittenhouse um, about how to act in the situation. So, I don't know, it just, it just sounds shady here already. So, the young boy Rittenhouse seemed like he just lied. He, he had shot someone, but he claimed that he needed help. Wait, didn't he say that they had just met? Yeah, so how can you um, um, do a characterization on this guy then, on Rittenhouse? I'm not saying that. And how much advising, but how much advising mm -hmm. is this guy trying to do to this 17-year-old person who you just met? Right. Oh, oh, you see, he's kind of shady, like he's trying yeah, it just sounds like he's trying to help him in his defense. That's what it sounds like to me. And, um, yeah. you know, should be the opposite way around. But uh, but he, he, he's he been getting um, money, and um, they, they, didn't they do a GoFundMe or something for this guy? They sure did. Rittenhouse? People sent money. All, a lot of people that were Trump supporters sent money from all over the country for Rittenhouse's mm-hmm. uh, legal defense. Mhm. Yeah. So, I mean, kind of sounds sounds like the um, the guy down in Florida. Uh, what, was, what was his name? Trayvon Martin. Um, got the guy's name. Joe uh, Zimmerman. Yeah, Zimmerman. Yeah. Paul Zimmerman. Yeah. Um, I don't know. This need to be some checks and balances on what people do, and uh, but, stop but just wait, putting things on the road. But Kyle, Kyle. What's his name? Kyle Rittenhouse. He mm-hmm. said that he came down there from, I forgot what state he came from. He came down there to uh, Kenosha, Wisconsin, and mm-hmm. then said he was trying to protect the businesses 
Okay, <laughs> now, problem, problem number one is that the police were already trying to do that. The police were there on the scene trying to deal with the, the crowd, the protests, the businesses, all of that. This kid is a kid. He was 17. He was not part of the police. He was, I mean, if you, you, you're basically acting like some kind of vigilante. Nobody sent for him. Nobody asked him to come down to the Kenosha and do jack squat. You show up with an AK, what's that gun called? AR-15. AR, you come down there with an AR-15, start shooting people, mm-hmm. talking about you trying to protect a bit, somebody's business? <laughs> but did the business hire you? No. So what are you talking about? This is such a farce. And I hope they throw his stupid behind under the jail because this doesn't make mm-hmm. sense. You killed two people, uh, none yeah. of which were black, but nonetheless, you took two lives and injured another. And you're trying to act like you were you were the righteous individual in this whole thing. That's a crock of crap. Mm-hmm. I agree. I, I'm just tired of these people trying to act like, you know, they're the wounded party. In all of this, and nobody called for you. Mm-hmm. So I, I see there's another gentleman. I, I didn't mention him, Ryan Balk. Um, he was part of this also. He, it says he's an Army veteran who came from Washington County with friends with body armor, rifles, and handguns to try to stop quote unquote rioting and looting and whatnot. So he, he joined up with Rittenhouse and some other this, this group. I'm like, okay. Like you said, they just bench a landing. Yeah, I just need somebody else to handle it. But, um, yeah, that's all it is. You know. It's vigilantism. And they're right, trying to get it, away with it. Yeah, if it was us, we'd be gone. We'd be dead. Or we'd be underneath the jail. It'd be like, okay, the bunch, they would have called us a bunch of hoodlums and some other stuff with, with guns. Precisely. And Nobody deputized them like they used yeah. to do in the Old West when stuff got out of hand. They would basically like tag like they do in wrestling, tag you in and say, "All right, I'm gonna deputize you. Go on out here and kill these bad guys." You right, know, it doesn't right. work like that. Right. Yeah. So I don't know. It's just crazy. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yep. Crazy. All right, we're gonna keep following the story, so we'll see what's gonna happen. We're gonna pray on it. <laughs> oh, justice is 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 um you know prevailed. So we'll see. Yeah, something got to happen. Because I yeah. know he better not get away with this. Well, yeah, anyway. I think it's, I, I it's going to be an uproar if he does. So we'll see. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, if you want to join the conversation, give us a call at uh, 914-803-4306. Press 1 if you have an opinion and want to talk about it. Otherwise, we're going to keep it moving. Uh, let's see. We're going to take a break and then hit him and quit him? Is that the plan? All right. Papa Dita Sounds gave good. me the nod. All right. <laughs> That's the plan. We're going to take a quick CC break, as we call it, and we're coming back on the other side with the hit him and quit him headline. This is Beyonce. No. It's Friday night, so run and tell somebody that the pajama party is on right now, right here on WPJP Blog Talk Radio. Oh, yeah, this is how we do it. 
Call 914-803-4306 and press 1 to get in on the conversation. Or you can join us online at www.apajamaparty.com and click the Listen Live banner. So if you want to give a shout-out, wish a happy birthday, hear yourself on the radio, or get your 15 seconds of fame, you need to call us right now on 914-803-4306 and press 1. How often do you get a chance like this? Hey, we're only on until 10 p.m. Eastern, so get on the phone and call us right now. We're waiting to make you famous, even if it is just for tonight. Don't be shy. Call 914-803-4306 and press 1. I'm going to stop by the bar, but I'll meet you back at the show. All right, welcome back to the John Party. One of Papa D's. Hello. And red wine. Um, swire, darling. Woo, all right, it's time. Hit them. Pam, quit them. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Serious tonight. I'm going to stay on point. <laughs> We're going to hit them. Bam. Quit them. Boom. All right, timekeeper. <clears throat> All right. I got, the, I got the first one here. Uh, cities right. across the U.S. elect their first black mayors with an S. Hey. I mean, why it takes so long? Okay. Um, hey, hey. So, uh, black candidates in uh, Pittsburgh, KC, Kansas City, that's my second little town I like, uh, in St. Petersburg, Florida, rose to victory on Tuesday while making history as the city's first black mayor. Uh, Pittsburgh elected uh, state rep Ed Ganey uh, by a large margin, defeating uh, Republican Tom Moreno. Yay! <clears throat> um, Ganey said he decided to run for office after the 2020 death of George Floyd, a black man who was killed by officers, sparked a racial tension uh, across the country. Um, He goes on to say, I was thinking this is the greatest time to build a bridge between yesterday and today. Greatest time to talk about why we need to uh, be diverse. Um, Also, why we need to keep our real estate affordable and why we need to be safe. All right, kudos to him. Also, Kansas City um, elected uh, former Deputy Police Chief Tyrone Garner, defeating the um, one-term incumbent, Mayor David Alvey. <clears throat> also, in the um, final unofficial result, Garner uh, had 51% of the vote, and his opponent had uh, 49 That was a close race. Also, Garner said he was um, urged to run by others in the uh, community, defeating five rivals in the primary back in August. All right. Uh, in St. Petersburg, they elected their first black mayor in the city's 118th year. Let me say that again. The wow. first black mayor in the city's 108th year history with uh, Ken Welch. Wow. Unofficial results show Welch won uh, 60.48% of the vote, uh, with his opponent, Robert Blackman, winning only 39.52%. Hey, kudos to them, all the black mayors. <clears throat> Congrats. Congratulations. Yes. Hercules, Hercules. Mm-hmm. Sherman, Sherman, Sherman. Finally, yeah. Well, that's it on right. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, shout out to all the black mayors. 
Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Hit him and quit him, Papa Didi. Uh, let's see here. What this you here. What you hit? Let's talk about this fake me out guy. All right. This Aaron Rodgers dude. Uh-oh. I knew that Please. was coming somewhere. Now he's he's singing a he's singing a Kyrie Irving tune about vaccinations. Come out! I did my research and I talked to many medical and he he named one medical person he talked to, <laughs> claiming, well, I I I'm allergic to one of the such and such is in and one of two of the he said he said that he's uh, allergic to two of the ingredients. Mm-hmm. And Moderna and Pfizer, and he said he heard about how Johnson and Johnson people died with that one there, so he opted out of whatever. Now, first of all, what ingredients is in Moderna and Pfizer? First of all, I, I did not see the side of that cereal box to tell me that it's uh, sugar, oats, grain. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Where where is it written the ingredients for these different? Uh, and and in my opinion, I don't think that these pharmaceutical companies are putting out ingredients like that. You know, that's a trade secret patent ingredients that has to do with a vaccine. Mm-hmm. And you don't just give it out like for the hell of it like that. At least I really don't believe that they do. It ain't just they agree please, come on now. He's full of crap. He's full of crap. He talks a good game and then he talks on these podcasts with these different people, like a typical white boy going to a podcast and talking with his little beanie cap on, needs a shave, needs a beard trim, looks like a damn hillbilly, <laughs> hair straight like a classic trailer park white boy. He's one of them white boys, too, like some of them other uh, brothers and white boys. That if they wasn't superstars, they wouldn't get no pussy because they're so ugly and so out of place looking and so awkward that it's the sports world that's making him look good. You know, somebody get money, now they look good. What's that girl, the Kardashian? What's her name? Uh, Chloe. Uh, Courtney, Chloe? Chloe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Chloe. Whew. Chloe will Chloe will be ugly her whole life, okay? Her whole life she'll be ugly. Oh, poor baby. There's nothing she could do about it. And she just puts on all this makeup. And mm-hmm. I mean, her baby's gorgeous because she, she had a baby with that brother, uh, Basketball player, I forget his name. Uh, he played with LeBron James for a while with the Cavaliers. But anyway, but anyway, and I'm just, you know, I'm just talking. But the situation is like, you know, the whole situation with Aaron Rodgers is like, you know, nobody's telling you what to do, but don't lie. You lie from the beginning saying you was vaccinated, and now you're playing around all these sports players, hugging at the end of the game, in people's faces and everything like that. You know, this stuff is real. And when people start dropping like flies, it's going to be, you know, it's going to be telling. It's going to be real telling. Yeah. You know, I mean, you can have your reasons for doing stuff, but if you don't if you don't get the vaccine, that's cool. But at least wear a mask and protect yourself, protect, protect other people. You know, you're not getting your mask, but you still want to be part of society. That's almost like carrying around a, a venereal disease and still fucking, you know. Mm. I mean, you know what I'm saying? It's like, come on. You can't do but then that. when you come out with all these alibis as a sports figure, like Kyrie Irving and all these people, if that's what you didn't do from the beginning, then didn't do it. But don't lie on the back end. You know, and then saying, well, I, you know, no, no. he's saying, well, I studied stuff just like I studied when I was in, in, in his little podcast thing. He said, 
I studied the, the stuff on this thing just like I studied when I was hosting Jeopardy. Like I studied when I do oh, sports, when he I do this, when I got a Jeopardy. game, when I got a game coming up. I study. Nobody's talking about football and nobody's talking about Jeopardy, Alex Trebek Jr. <laughs> nobody's talking about that. They're talking about a vaccine. So why are you he throwing stuff in? Why are you throwing? What's that? He needs to talk about statistics. I mean, science, man. Come on now. He claimed he did all the, I did all the research. <laughs> oh, he said, man. what got me is when he said, I talked to uh, many uh, medical professionals. I wanted to say name one. Name one. You couldn't <laughs> put one medical person's name out there. They wouldn't buy right. it. They would not. Right. If you was a doctor, would you let Aaron Rodgers put your name out there? Nope. Nope. Think about it. He, okay. he would have done better. He would have done better if he said it's against my religion. Now I, I can respect that. Right, religion would have been a right, a better out. Yep. Right. Religion would have been a better out. Yeah. No, but he claimed that he did some kind of homeopathic something <laughs> yeah. that he did that was oh, just man. as good as getting the vaccination. What was it called? Homie, don't play that. Yeah, that's what it was, apparently. He went and got some homie, don't play that. He got some homie, don't play that. He got some homie, don't play that. He must have. And now now that clown got COVID. So now he won't be playing this Sunday. And this Sunday they play the Kansas City Chiefs uh, in Kansas City. And uh, let's see what happens. Let's see. I don't wish COVID on anybody, but for that stunt he pulled, he got what he deserved. Yeah, they're you know, gonna bench you. Yeah, he's, he's a, they are they are revealing themselves. They are. We'll, we'll talk later yeah. about that. Then. Uh, Can I just say okay. what makes it even worse, in my opinion, is that he knew what the NFL policy was for unvaccinated mm-hmm. players. They were mm-hmm. supposed to get all these tests on regular basis. They're supposed to wear masks whenever they're indoors, but yet he did all these different news conferences indoors, unmasked all up in mm. people's face like he was vaccinated. And when he had mm. to answer the question about his vaccination status, he said, mm. yes, I'm vaccinated. Now mm. you're trying to say, oh, well, the homeopathic remedy that I did was just like being vaccinated. Ain't nobody asked you if you got a reasonable facsimile <coughs> of a vaccine. They said, were you vaccinated, yes or no? Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like it's like being pregnant. You either are or you're not. You yeah. don't say, I'm "Well, you, I'm just when, as good when, as pregnant." When, no. when people start talking too much, they're lying. So if you can't exactly. answer the question straight, you, you're lying. Well, okay, speaking on that, when on. he was like, talking, uh-huh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. When he was talking on the podcast, he couldn't look straight at the camera. His eyes kept <laughs> shifting to the side, like like a classic liar. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was a mess. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and these sports figures, you know, they. They think, and like I said, a person like him, he think he is such a, especially when he puts his little male bun in the back of his hair. I guess he just, yeah, he, he just think he's a, uh, what was that guy's <laughs> name for the bun in those movies? Oh. <laughs> the I, I one everybody references. Uh, with the man bun. I can't remember. Man bun. He's the fame. He was in there with the rapper. The rapper just passed away. He was in a movie with him. Okay. I can't name? remember anyway. him. But anyway, um, all right. Yeah. We already yeah. hit that right. enough now. We Okay. All right. We, we we can talk a little more about that later. All right. NFL wants to move past Washington scandal. Oh my God. This 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 yeah. might hit his home. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm glad you got that oversight. story, Kettle. 
That's your people. <laughs> Uh-oh, see what I'm saying? Um, Democrats on the panel have slammed the NFL for a quote-unquote lack of transparency as the uh, NFL seeks to close the book on Washington football team scandal. Congress has made clear the league won't be able to change the subject just yet. Um, league officials have until today to turn over documents related to a longstanding toxic culture within the uh, Washington organization. Um, that's what the committee wants. Democrats on the panel have um, slammed the NFL for lack of transparency. Like I said, the committee took its first step um, last month, sending a letter to um, Commissioner Roger Cuddale. He is back on the MF kissing list. Uh, requesting a wide range of records, including all materials connected to the NFL's uh, internal investigation of, of allegations of rampant sexual harassment. An examination of Cadell has uh, strenuously worked to keep private, even as explosive uh, tidbits have emerged in leaks in the press. Um, folks starting to sing. they starting to sing like canaries, that's why. Uh, goes mm-hmm. on to say, NFL has one of the most prominent platforms in America. Y'all not buh, 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 buh anymore. And its decisions can um, have national implications. Oh, really? Um, the NFL went about investigating the alleged abuse, including claims that cheerleaders were um, filmed while getting undressed. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so goes wrong. on to say, Cadell, Cadell um, announced a $10 million fine uh, for the uh, WFT back in July, really, along with the uh, reduced role for team owner Daniel Snyder. On the kissing list, Cadell addressed those who say Snyder was um, not truly punished because um, his wife, Tanya Snyder, was named co-CEO. Wow. I don't uh, think he's been held accountable, and I think um, we did an um, unprecedented um, fine. Cadell said, okay, y'all didn't do enough. How about that? And uh, for Snyder sliding his wife's name on the uh, on the paperwork, I mean, slicks the move. So both of y'all on yeah. the, officially on the kiss it list. So, yeah. But, uh, yeah, so the investigation included 150 people, and they collected 650,000 emails. But Cadell has insisted he uh, will not release any detailed summary to the public. Y'all just full of crap. Y'all just... And I'm like, why not? Because they'd be out of business. <laughs> Tell right. the truth and shame the devil. They would be... The, I, the, I call yeah. them the mm-hmm. They'd be out of business. They would be yeah. out of business. Because, you know, during the time frame, you know, that culture of just being nasty was just prevalent. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Filming and mm-hmm. peeping and they call it upskirting. You know what I mean? Joker tie a camera to the front of his shoe and just film ladies going up the escalator and all kind of crap, you know. But anything related to that would still be on an upskirting level. And they were rampant Mm -hmm. in there. And and, and the boss knew it. He probably was a freaking story his damn self. Probably. And then, like I said, he threw all the stuff stuff in his wife's name. So now Mm -hmm. the Watson football team is really owned by his wife and not him. Alleged. Mm-hmm. Alleged, you know, it's just on a paper. go-between on paper. So it's, uh, well, paper's what You know what? I think the more money, the more freaky. Oh, no, yeah. yeah. Sure. 
but they think that they're uh, untouchable and that they're their own quote unquote club. It's it's, it's a mm-hmm. white boys club, as they say all the time. And, oh yeah, the uh, white boys club. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and things are starting to come out, starting to be revealed. But if nothing comes mm-hmm. out of this, it's like it's going to be a lot of money put underneath that table. A lot of elbow well, club too. Yeah. Look at John Gruden. You know, his main guy he was emailing was the president of the football team at the time. That was his main boy. Whenever he wanted to talk about anybody or curse anybody out or talk about mm-hmm. people, Jews, blacks, gay people, whatever, his, the president of the Washington football team was his main buddy to send emails right. to. So they got a bunch mm-hmm. of – I'm telling you, if Goodell releases those emails to the media, oh, my God. God, it's like opening a pile of dog mess around flies. It'll be viciously. It'll be, ooh, man. Like I said, they're not letting it go because, man, the Redskins will be done. They will be done. It's the freaky white boys club. Yeah, what are you going to do? Yeah. They need to be exposed. Well, I'm putting them on the kids. They know it. The freaky white boys club. Mm-hmm. The wife knew he was freaky, too. She freaky mm-hmm. probably, too. She married a freak. She yeah. knew he was a freak when she married him. She probably messed with him. She liked brothers. that money, and she was like, "Okay, yeah, she probably you can be a them. freak, job, but I need that money." She probably had them Shetland pony <laughs> brothers too on the team. Never okay, know. well, anyhow, yeah. I'm gonna talk about her to rent a car. <laughs> she taking, she taking oh, me in the right. back anyway. Oh boy, let's move on. Okay. Hurts to rent a car. They're in hot water. That's a name we probably haven't heard in a minute. Uh, they're going through bankruptcy, so. What had happened was a bankruptcy court judge is set to hear arguments uh, that started yesterday regarding claims filed by dozens of Hertz car customers who said they were falsely arrested. In some cases, they were locked up in jail because the Hertz car company reported the cars that they had rented as being stolen. What kind of shiggity is this? So the car company, Hertz, we're talking about, I'm putting them on the kiss it list, they recently emerged from bankruptcy, and they're insisting that virtually, they didn't say everyone, they said virtually all of these claims are meritless, and they say that they should not be allowed to proceed for various technical reasons. They're talking about these lawsuits where people are saying we either got arrested or in some cases we got put in jail. So one of the claimants, his name is James Tolan, said that um, a surprise traffic stop in Houston, Texas, late last year turned into a frightening police encounter that made him fear for his life. After completing a project for a customer for his company, Tolan uh, was heading home December 23rd in a pickup truck that he rented from Hertz. He and his fiancée, Crystal Carter, who is also one of the claimants in the lawsuit, said they rented the truck from Hertz, and they had been renting trucks from Hertz at least a dozen times in that year. And, you know, they had never had a problem before. But this time the police stopped him, pulled him over, made him get out the car, made him pull his shirt up, I guess to make sure he wasn't concealing any weapons. And this was around 10 o'clock at night. And... um told him that the car had been, the truck rather, had been reported as stolen. Now, at this point, the cops had guns drawn on him and his fiancée that were in this truck. 
and he's trying to understand, like, what is happening? What are you talking about? This is a truck that we rented from Hertz, and if you let me get the rental contract out of the glove box, I'll show it to you. So the police allowed him, thank God, they didn't shoot him. They let him get the rental paper out, and showed, uh, he was able to show them where where he had rented the truck from Hertz. So the police ended up calling Hertz to verify it, and they ended up telling Hertz, y'all need to get your act together. You need a new system or something. And come to find out, the vehicle that he was actually driving had been reported as stolen by Hertz like three months before. Now, what is going on? How is Hertz renting vehicles that clearly is right there because this brother and his fiancée were driving the truck, but Hertz had reported it as stolen three months before? Now, I don't know if they're running some kind of insurance scam, which is what I started thinking. You know, you report the thing as being stolen and never recovered, and then you get the insurance money. Isn't that how that works? You get your insurance money, but the car is still in service. You're still renting it out, making money on the thing. Sounds like some double dipping to me. Mm. But Hertz is trying to act like, oh, no, no, these these, these uh, lawsuits that these people are filing against us are virtually mer- mer- meritless, I'm trying to say. So, anyway, these two people, um, Tolan and his fiance said, you know, after they were told about that the car had been reported as being stolen, et cetera, et cetera, they ended up eventually filing this lawsuit. And there's about like 160-some-odd people who have now filed lawsuits against Hertz over experiences just like this. You're driving, minding your own business, and then, woo, 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 you get pulled over, and the cops tell you you're driving a stolen vehicle. You're going downtown with us. You know, all this kind of stuff. Getting guns drawn on you, traumatizing people. All because either Hertz has such a messed up system they can't keep their record straight, or Hertz is running a scam and now it's exposed. I'm leaning towards a scam, but I'm a conspiracy theorist, and that's the way I usually see things. Yeah. <laughs> so are they really, are they bankrupt? Did they file for bankruptcy? They did file for bankruptcy, and now they're trying to come out of bankruptcy. So I'm thinking they filed, I forgot which chapter is the reorganization chapter. Mm-hmm. There's a chapter number for bankruptcy that you can file when you want to reorganize debt, and then there's a different chapter. I think chapter 11 is when you're trying to get rid of all your debt. Mm-hmm. And then 13, 13 might be the one where you it's reorganize yeah. debt. Oh. So. Because it says that they were just re-emerging from bankruptcy. Mm -hmm. So it sounds like Mm -hmm. they did the one where you reorganized. Mm -hmm. But apparently they're not organized. Or like I said, (laughs) they got busted. (laughs) I don't know which. Yeah. Somebody pushed the wrong button. Somebody said, okay, we're going to file for this one and uh, something ain't right. Some some, some paperwork is either messed up or, like you said, they're running a scam. Something is foul. And then they're trying to say that the majority of the people who filed these lawsuits were probably people that were weeks or months overdue in returning the vehicles and who stopped communicating with us. I'm like, okay, first of all, you and I and all of us know 
when you rent a vehicle, you give them your license, they got your yeah. address, they know where you are. So if it's mm-hmm. been a week, even a matter of a couple of days, and you haven't called to say I need to keep the car a few more days, and, mm-hmm. you know, you haven't communicated, they know where you are. They will come to your residence. Now, unless you're really doing tricks and hiding the car at somebody else's address, they know where you are. So mm-hmm. I, and I don't want to hear this people. stuff about talking about That's in some cases part. it's been months that we haven't heard from people who rent it from us. I'm not that buying that sense. one at all. That don't even make that, sense. No, that ain't mm-hmm. making sense at all. Right. So just oh, be aware I, that I just put hurts on the kitchen list because they're full of crap. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just don't, just look, don't, just don't rent from them. No time soon. Um, no, I'm saying don't rent from them, period. Yeah, I always use budget. Some, some funky stuff going on. Yeah, so, I always use budget. I don't mess with them. <laughs> I didn't realize. I'm saying anybody around. but them. Mm-hmm, yeah. I didn't know they were still around, but anyway. Mm-hmm. Who's the one that OJ used to do the commercials for? Was that Hertz? That was Hertz. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh-oh. All right. On that note. I'm traditional. I go I go with the black rental car company myself. And who is that? It's Alamo oh. National. Oh. Alamo <laughs> National. I thought you were going to say budget or something. Uh, <laughs> green. Mm. Alamo National. Nobody else. And I fly, and I fly southwest. I'm black okay. all the way. Black, black, blackity, <laughs> blackity, black, blackity, black. Southwest Airlines, Alamo, and National. That's it. Okay. So and I might mess with Enterprise. Dog, I might mess with Enterprise. If I'm desperate, I'll go to Enterprise. But yeah, Enterprise, 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 National, National Enterprise, and uh, Alamo are really all the same company. Oh. They're all connected. Just yes. so you know, that's True. my secret. Yeah. I shouldn't have told you all that. Oh. Y'all stick with budget. <laughs> Anyway, I, I hear you. Uh oh, uh oh. It's time for the cocktail of the week. Cocktail okay. of the week, week, week. <clears throat> All right. Are you ready for it, Kevin? I sure am. It's called the um, Raise Up. <laughs> That's what we need to do. Raise up from these crazy people. <laughs> okay. Um. Let me see. Uh. Point uh, six ounces of uh, bullet rye whiskey. Um, point twenty five ounces of sweet vermouth. Uh, two ounces of um, elderflower liqueur. Mm, sounds pretty good. One dash of aromatic bitters. One dash of uh, Picard's bitters. And point uh, twenty five ounces of cognac. If you like more, hey, pour more, hey. Um, so all this um, equipment we need is a rock glass, a jigger, and a knife. Okay. You're going to hurt somebody. <laughs> all right. Measure ingredients using a jigger. Stir and strain into a rock glass. And over ice, of course, and garnish with a lemon twist. And that's called the rise up. Or raise up, however you want to pronounce it. Mm. All right, so we got cognac, bitter, liqueur, vermouth, and rye whiskey. Sounds interesting. What'd you say, Papa? 
It sounds good. I mean, I don't know about that rye whiskey, but so that's the rise up. Is that what it is with the rye whiskey? There you go. Rise up, rise up. Either way, you got to get up. (laughs) Get up and make it. Get up and make it. All right. It'll be on our website. Thank you for that one. Oh, right. uh, the Cocktail of the Week is brought to you by D.C. Homegrown International. I'm adding international onto it. Our parent oh. company. <laughs> <laughs> and you can check them out at dchomegrown.com. See what they're up to. That's our parent company. So uh, go online and show them some love. And uh, we're going to take a quick break. And we're coming back with... What's poppin' and Papa Didi? He's gonna fire us up on the other side of the break. This is Red Wine, and you're listening to WPJP Block Talk Radio Pajama Party. Check out my commentary. I like to call it, I'm just saying, because sometimes I am just saying. It's just my opinion, it's what I think. Hey, you don't have to agree, but if you disagree, call us up. can't get enough of that election. I, and, you know, and I'm not going to just go in the election. I'm going to go before the election. All the qualified people, all the beautiful minds of people that was running in the uh, Democratic primary, you know, the two ladies that ran, uh, educated, you know, all they were all situated, educated. They were all relatively uh, qualified with everything. And it was just, they were just people. There were people that were trying to uh, better their life and, and pursue 
their uh, future and things like that. One's name was uh, Jennifer McClellan. Okay, she was a Virginia State Senate District 9. And the other sister was uh, another Jennifer, Jennifer Jennifer Cowell Foy, F-O-Y. All right. She was the House of Delegates and all that jazz, and she was a, a graduate of college and all kinds of stuff herself. And these were two ladies that was qualified. But what did they do in the Democratic primary? They went after an old fuddy-duddy name. What was the name? McCullen. Uh, McAuliffe. McAuliffe. What was yeah. his first name? I can't even think of it right now. Anyway. But him. I want to call him by his first name. I don't even want to call him by his damn last name. Terry, I think it was. Terry McCullough. Yeah, I think that's Anyway, true. that was him. Now, he ran against a brand new guy whose name was uh, Yunkum, right? Glenn Yunkum. Now, Glenn Yunkum wore his classic zip-up, no-sleeve, uh, what was that crap you wear? It's no sleeves on it. And it comes up in like a French collar, and the sleeves are out. And he said, well, I was a basketball star. I got a, I dribbled good. I got a scholarship. Now, there's 10,000 black folks in the world that could dribble their ass off and shoot their ass off and can't get no damn scholarship, no way, nowhere. But he says, well, I dribbled good. I worked hard. I got a scholarship. I ain't never heard his name on nothing. College pros, nowhere. Okay? So he bullshitted his way into that. But. The man ran businesses before he ran for that particular job, and he gained a lot of money. And white folks' motto is, the one with the most toys wins. Okay? So, if you live on a house in an exclusive white neighborhood, you got the biggest house and the best house. Everybody's kissing your ass. And that's why Trump rose to his fame, because he had the best toys, and he won. That's how they go. White folks, white men, let's just say white men, not all white men, they got some cool white men out there, but the ones that are, you know, fucked up, for lack of a better word, you know, they're into a monkey see, monkey do situation, he who has the most and the best toys wins, the nicest house, the nicest car, who owns the business, yada, 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 all the other white folks are kissing their ass and want to be like them. Okay, if you got an all-white jury out there, the white man that owns the pizza shop and owns the laundromat and owns all the shit, they make him the foreman of the jury. That's how white folks are. The one with the most toys wins. So, Glenn Youngcom had the most toys in the Republican primary, so he smoked everybody else. I, I couldn't even give you a name of the people that ran in the primary with the Republicans. Because if they were poor as shit, they didn't win nothing. Like I said, if you, ain't, you got the most toys, you're going to win. So, anyway, now let's get to the election. Yunkum won. The Republicans won. But this time they won. They weren't complaining about no miscount, were they? Were they saying the shit was rigged? Nah, because they asses won. They only bitch and complain when they lose. When they lose, oh, this shit is rigged. Ah, we were bamboozled. Oh, this is a witch hunt. Oh, we need a recount. Oh, hire a guy in the post office to fuck up the mail. You know? All kind of stuff when they lose. When they lose, they complain like a son of a bitch. Glenn Youngcomb came out there that night of the elections, finally took off his little zip-up, no-sleeve-ass uh, little thing. You know the little thing you wear underneath your coat, this little zip-up under, under, yeah, vest, mm-hmm. undergarment vest with a zip-up, no-sleeves. Finally took it off and wore a tie. It looked silly as hell. I liked him better with the, zip, the zip-up joint because he wore it so damn much that I, I liked him better in that. 
But he comes out and he says his speech and what he's going to do and all that. But nobody knows who he was. Getting back to what I said from the beginning, and I'll close on this. Why didn't the Democrats pick one of them beautiful, strong, intelligent women, and they were black, as a matter of fact, to run against Yunkum as opposed to go and find Terry McCullough, who used to be a governor, what, eight damn years ago? Then got eight years older, grayer, older, more fucking wrinkles, back hurting, feet hurting, leg hurt, whatever the hell is wrong. He's older. He's eight years older. He looks a mess. His 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 uh, campaign was wrong. His speeches was wrong. The debate was wrong. But you took them two sisters and they paid them no rabbit ass mind, and y'all lost. So, for the governor's situation in Virginia, for the Democrats, that's good for y'all ass, cause you fucked that up. That's it. All right now. Yes, they did. I agree with you. Anyway, it should have to go up against an unknown. It should have been an unknown. Instead of going to get old hat. Old hat. Got, they thought the old hat, hat was going to win. Oh, put McCollum in there. He used to be the governor. Yeah. I used to be a male exotic dancer, but I can't shake my ass like that no more. All right, now. Anyway. Woo. That was the end. Okay. Let me drink on that one. Uh-uh. Woo. Anyway. <laughs> okay. That's Virginia. <laughs> Yeah, so they say. They got a new governor, so watch this stuff. Drive 55, you know what I mean? Yeah, they got those parents all fired up now. Mm -hmm. Talking about, we're not going to have that critical race theory. We don't want to know what happened to our Negroes. children to feel guilty about being white. We don't want to know Negroes back in the day. We're not going to teach our children they're white, and we need to stay white, and we don't want to know what happened back in the day. We don't want to know none of that. And now they keep, now the new phrase, and and, uh, what's his name? Aaron Rodgers used that phrase, too, talking about the woke agenda. Oh, Aaron, you know Aaron Rodgers also said he, he used a Trump thing where he said uh, a witch hunt. Now, oh now the NFL is going to meet with a witch hunt. I said, damn, Aaron, why don't you just put a fucking Donald Trump mask on your ass? Wow. Oh, now he's talking about the woke agenda the woke coming agenda. after him. Well, he hangs around a lot of black All folks. of this stuff about woke. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, so when somebody finally questions y'all, Mm-hmm. And stands up to y'all. Now it's about, oh, it's the woke agenda. Yeah, well, he's been around. Yeah, black. you know what? How about, yeah, we are woke. He's been around we've blacks been for a long time. Too long, as and now we all are woke. As a quarterback, he's been around black folks for a long time. Yeah, but he's still got three inches of white steel between his legs. Oh, and that's well, all I, ain't, got. I ain't. Anyway. I was about to say, I'm on. not touching that. Let's one. lighten it up. Oh, yeah. Time lighten to lighten it up. up. Bro, lighten it up. Papa Didi talking that stuff. It's time to lighten it up, Kettle. That's rock and roll. All right. All right. You're first. You're first, Kettle. Let's hit that weird news. I think you're first. I think Red Wine's up first. Oh, am I first? Oh, okay. You're right. I was trying to go to Kettle. (laughs) Okay. I got a bear. Always passing the damn book. Anyway. That's your butt, Papa Didi. Go ahead. Okay. I got a bear raid in California. A man said that he returned home to find not one, but two bears. Inside his home, and one of them was snacking on leftover fried chicken in the kitchen from KFC. John Holden is his name. He said the bear was outside at first of his Sierra Madre home when he arrived at the house and noticed that his front door was wide open. He said he went into the house and discovered inside one bear snacking on a bucket of KFC chicken 
that he had left on the kitchen counter. He then said that he has encountered bears outside the house on multiple occasions, but they'd never come inside the house before. He says, I've had a lot of other encounters with these bears. I've actually had them bump into me a couple times in the backyard, but definitely never in the house like this. He said that uh, they there was something else. Wait, he said that was something else and that they sure made a mess of the place. He said it was likely that the bears had been drawn into the home by the smell of the fried chicken. He said that the animals lingered in his yard for a while after he chased them outside. And a hungry bear recently made an unexpected appearance at a wedding reception in Mexico. The video filmed at the party in Nuevo Leon shows the bear investigating the table of food at the reception, searching for food before he got chased away. Now, I'm trying to understand, how did the bear come through the front door? Did he not lock the door? Uh, the bears <laughs> turned door Where was it? He said he, he said he came home and the front door was open, and then he came in and saw a bear in the kitchen eating a KFC out the bucket. What state? I'm asking what state was it? Oh, it was in California. Oh, okay. Maybe they keep their doors open. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't uh, know. <clears throat> I, I don't understand, but either way, watch yourself if you leave KFC in your in your house, sitting on Maybe counters the key. and you got bears around. Maybe left the key underneath the door for them. <laughs> I don't know. These bears must be smart or something. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. All right. We're going to shift to Minnesota. Uh, Minnesota police called to break up, never heard of this now, Bald Eagle Street Fight. <laughs> what? Uh, police officer was summoned to break up an unusual street fight when two bald eagles were found, quote, unquote, stuck together in the middle of a road. The city of Plymouth said in a Facebook post, uh, um, uh, what's his name? Officer uh, Mitch Mark Martins, Martinson. He responded to a neighborhood on a report of two bald eagles stuck together on a Plymouth roadway. Martinson said uh, being called to break up a street fight between two eagles was the first for him. I'm quite sure it was first for me too. We do have um, de-escalated tactics, but I've never applied them to eagles or other animals. The officer consulted with the uh, Minnesota Department of uh, Natural uh, Resources and the um, Raptor Center, which told him the Eagles were likely in a dispute over territory. Of course. Oh. So uh, Martinson said he was um, attempting to cover the birds. He had to calm them down when they decided to flee the scene. <laughs> they flee the scene. The Eagles started going at it again, and the uh, next thing you knew, they were flying away. So, interesting. Interesting, interesting. Two bald wow. eagles. <laughs> bald eagle street fight. They said, look, this is my territory. Move your ass out the way. It's my territory. <laughs> <laughs> what will they think of? All right, Papa Didi, what's your weirdness? Oh, man, let me tell you, this is some crazy shit right here. <laughs> Aren't they all? This is in New Zealand, okay? Uh-uh. And i tell you what, if I ever plan a vacation, they're going to be in New Zealand because them people are just nasty. Oof. 
some of them anyway, at least this couple anyway. Anyway, they unearthed what, what could be the world's largest potato. Now, potato, I said, okay? Okay. New Zealand couple, Colin and Donna. Craig Brown, that's their name. Colin and Donna Craig Brown. Now, if you go to New Zealand and they own a bed and breakfast, please don't stay there. Because <laughs> they got issues, man. They discovered something very large and very ugly in their backyard this August, it was a 17.4 pound potato. According to the Associated Press, the AP, they said we couldn't believe it. Donna told the news agency it was just huge. Okay, now the married couple made their discovery while digging in their garden. At first, Colin, who was the husband, wasn't sure what it could be. Now you didn't plant the motherfucker. Okay, he couldn't sure what it, what it could be. But once, now dig this here. Once he tasted a bit of the skin, now who finds some (laughs) big-ass stuff in their yard and gets a knife and just tastes the skin? Without even knowing what it is. Mm. Anyway, after he tasted the skin, he said he knew exactly what he was dealing with. He said over time, the couple had grown quite fine of their massive root vegetables that they grew in the yard. In addition to deciding to call it Jug, now they gave it a name. You know, I don't know if you <laughs> saw the movie, uh, what was that movie with uh, Tom Hanks? Oh, gosh. Uh, Castaway. Castaway, yeah. He had a soccer ball that he named Wilson. Anyway, they named this Potato Doug, okay? Okay, over time, in addition to uh, deciding to call it Doug, a nod on how the potato came into their lives, Colin even made a small cart to wheel it around. Okay, they said we put a hat on it. We put them on Facebook. We used to talk to them, walk them around, take them outside, give them some sunshine. Donna said, now, Donna must have been lonely as hell. She takes a potato outside to give us some sunshine. She said it was a bit of fun. The neighbors came around and and honored us and took pictures. However, all the love and attention Doug was getting. Now, remember, Doug is a potato has come to a come at a cost. They said it started to get a bit smelly. Mm. Okay, which means the potato was rotten. All right, Colin, the husband, told the Associated Press. So after clean, clean up, cleaning off some of the mold on it, okay, Ew. the mold and scabs that was growing on the skin, the potato now lives in in the couple's freezer. Okay, <laughs> let me say that again. Let me say that again. After cleaning mold and scabs off of this potato, the potato now lives in the couple's freezer. Okay? Although Colin told his, sorry, although Colin told the Associated Press that Doug, now remember Doug is the name of the potato, Doug may okay. end up being, he said he may use Doug later on to make some vodka. Potato All right. vodka. And the couple also <laughs> hopes, the couple also hopes to call the Guinness Book of World Records to see if they can get it in the Guinness Book because their potato is 17 pounds and the largest potato Ooh. On record in the Guinness Book is only 11 pounds. Oh my so now they're waiting mm. to hear back from Guinness, oh from the Guinness God. World Record people. Now, 
These people are not only on the kissing list, but they are officially crazy. I thought they were crazy when they first tasted the damn thing. And then when they went to wipe off the mold and the scabs on it and then put it in their freezer, Lord have mercy. Wait, let's not skip that they named him Doug. And his name Doug. And put him in a car mm-hmm. and he said put a hat on him. And, and he's on, and he's on Facebook. You want to look him up, he's on Facebook. Oh, Doug the Potato. No, thank Doug you. the Potato. What state, what state is this? Ain't no state that's over in the country of New Zealand. Oh, my goodness. Oh, Lord. Wow. These people must be very bored. So there you go. And okay. so they own a bed and breakfast, so if you want to stay in their bed and breakfast. Oh, no, thank you. All right, oh, and, no, and, uh, and hash have, brown uh, potatoes. Uh, hash brown, brown potatoes is their specialty. It might be Doug. Come on. Mm-hmm. I don't want no Doug potatoes. Scrambled eggs and potatoes is their breakfast specialty. Mm-hmm. Check that them out. That would be funny. That's uh, on the menu, Doug, Doug potatoes. <laughs> Special. Man, Doug's potatoes. We got plenty of it. People be thinking Doug must be the chef. They're like, no, Doug is the potato. <laughs> anyway. The moldest anyway. potato. Woo. That's some crazy. Anyway. That's okay. weird news. Woo, that was a good one, Papa Didi. All right, we'll take a break and come back with what I'm just saying with uh, red wine. Oh, my goodness. I'm going to uh... Okay. Hey, this is Cheddar with the yellow top. I'm waiting to hear from you tonight. I'm at the Pajama Party Live. So you can reach us at 914-803-4306. Or you can check us out on apajamaparty.com. I've got my opinions, but I want to hear yours. Papa Didi and Red Wine are trying to beat me down, so I need you to call back and back me up. I know you're out there. I can hear you breathing. So call me now. 914-803-4306. I'm right here on WBJP. Blog Talk Radio. Waiting to hear from you. Uh, here they come. I, I, I gotta go. I gotta go. All right, welcome back to Pajama Body. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, uh, Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Oh, swad, darling. Mwah. All right. Uh, what you say? We got uh, red wine with uh, another potato story. Oh, no, we got a... Oh, no more potato I'm stories. just saying with uh, red wine. What you got going on? Oh, tonight I'm just saying she is not as privileged as she thought. That's my topic tonight. Did you all hear about this woman named Jenna Ryan? You may not know her by name, but this is the chick who is a real estate agent from Texas that flew into D.C. on a private jet or plane, whichever it was, to attend and participate in the January 6th raid or protest on the nation's capital. Now, like I said, she flew in on a private plane. She comes from Texas, real estate agent. She got money. She was live streaming on social media while at the the protest at the capital on January 6th. And what's funny is that she thought she was so privileged that she was not going to get in any kind of real trouble for being part of all that stupidity down at the Capitol that day because she's white and she's got money. Well, guess what? She is not as privileged as she thought, just saying. Now, Jenna Ryan is one of those diehard Trump lovers. She was down at the Capitol with her blue and red 45, like, ski hat. 
like the embroidered one with the 45 on it, talking all kind of smack, taking pictures in front of broken windows of the Capitol with a peace sign, posting this stuff all over Twitter, talking all this smack about how the election was stolen and blah, blah, blah. She posted this stuff on Twitter saying even though she stormed the Capitol, she was definitely not going to jail. Now, while live streaming on January 6th, storming the Capitol, this chick was promoting her real estate business. So while she's doing all this promoting, she was saying who she was, where you could find her, what her name was, all of that, giving these details because she's promoting her real estate business. That's just how defiant and how privileged she thought she was, that she was going to walk away completely unscathed, no problems, no issues, no worries. I'm just saying, she is not as privileged as she thought she was. And she didn't count on having to tangle with Judge Christopher Cooper, who was not having any of her bullcrap. So when she got to the court, well, even before she got to the court, she had gone on Twitter and posted something that said, I'm rich, I'm white, I'm blonde. I'm attractive. I am most definitely not going to jail for being part of that down at the Capitol because I got all this going for me. Turns out Judge Cooper disagreed. He sentenced her blonde privileged ass to 60 days in jail. Now she decided she wasn't trying to go along with that. So she sent a letter or wrote a letter to the judge then she tried to soften her, her point of view. And in her letter, she was saying some stuff about, well, some of the actions I took that day were good. I just came to D.C. to protest the election results, and I wanted my voice to be heard. And my only weapon was my voice and my cell phone. So she tried to defend her tweet about all that privileged stuff she was saying about blonde and rich and white and why she didn't think she was going to go to jail. Because she said she thought if I pleaded guilty to a misdemeanor, then I wouldn't go to jail. And the judge was like, uh, yeah, I hear what you're saying, 60 days. Judge Cooper was like, screw you and your blonde and your white and your money. You're going to jail, heifer. You went into a building that you knew you had no business. You knew you shouldn't have been in there. You, when he told her, when you left your hotel room that morning, you knew you were doing about to do something that you shouldn't have been. So all of that notwithstanding, 60 days, serve your time. So I'm just saying, you know, as the saying goes, you know, she, she uh, thought like lit that she wasn't going to go to jail because she thought she had the blonde and the rich and the money working for her. Not so. So go take your blonde, rich, privileged ass to jail. Serve your 60 days. This is Red Wine, and I'm just saying, girlfriend found out she's not as privileged as she thought she was. Mm. Very interesting. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. She really thought that those factors, blonde, rich, white, and money, was going to keep her out of jail, even though you broke the law? What? What? Really? She thought so, but the judge said, I don't care about none of that. You broke the law 60 days. Next.
You know, um, that that is a good segue to uh, brought something up in my mind that, uh, man, if you, you know, sometimes we can we can forget about our history based on all the spontaneous stuff that's happening these days. And, you know, I tell you, the one thing I realize in life, and I, I can get deep sometimes with stuff, is that our looking glass sometimes gets tighter and tighter and smaller and smaller to see out of because it's so clouded, you know. It's so clouded with things that are going on around us that's so spontaneous and make us forget about just how great of a people we are. You know, we we get wrapped up in the world that we see other people living, like Red Wine just said, people that think they're privileged, and they begin to block our view. You know, when you sit back and you think, let's let's just go back as far as Martin Luther King. We ain't we ain't got to go back two, three hundred years. Let's just look at Martin Luther King with his organization of nonviolent uh, gatherings, meetings, marches, and things like that. But our marches never ended up at the Capitol, you know. And in most cases, at the end of our peaceful marches, we end up getting our ass whooped. You know, we didn't pack no guns, no armament. We just going across the bridge, the, the Pettus Bridge, just to go on the other side of the bridge and got met with state troopers that just whooped everybody's ass at the end of the day. We go downtown to march, and we ended up with German shepherds and fire hoses being set on us and, and just whooped our ass and kicked us all around. It was peaceful. And as Martin Luther King always said, nonviolent. Martin Luther King said to be nonviolent because he knew just how crazy white folks was. He knew what they were capable of. Martin Luther King knew that if you brought one bullet, one gun, one knife, one stick, one pole, one crowbar to any type of gathering, that will give the police the opportunity to just totally destroy you. So he said, make it nonviolent because don't do that because these jokers are short fuse. And nobody knew white folks like Martin Luther King. Nobody. Nobody. We may think we know white folks, but man, Martin Luther King knew white folks. Him and Doc, him and Malcolm X, Malcolm X and Martin Luther King, they knew white people, knew what they were capable of, knew who they were, knew their inside, their outside, and they both was killed based on what they were capable of. And that was the ability to assemble people. And when people follow you based on a true belief, that's the strongest following you can get is a true belief, not a bullshit cult that Trump is putting out there or or uh, the, the lady Green, what's her name, Marjorie Green, and all these other QAnon people, poor white trash people that don't know their ass from a hole in the ground, 30, 40 years old, ain't lived long enough to know what the hell is even going on with life and people and things. They've been privileged their whole life, and now they think they're fighting. What battle are you fighting when you lived in the suburbs your whole life? What battle are you fighting when you've never been hurting for money? 
Who battled you fighting Marjorie Green when you're a fucking congresswoman with great medical insurance and great everything? Your hair looks good every time I see you. You wear the best clothes. Your makeup is flawless. Everything looks good about you. So why are you so fucking mad? That's what I don't understand. You're not a bad-looking woman. You're half-ass sexy, actually. You know? I mean, I don't want to get technical with this shit, but you're just crazy as hell. Despite, you know, your good-looking body and your blonde hair and your good makeup, your fucking mind is fucking spaghetti. It's crazy. Your shit is crazy. You've been dealt so many different bad moves in your life. Your influences have came to your life so early. That's the problem, too. When people get bad influences early in a game, you know what I mean? Because, you know, your mind is like a, a clay and Play-Doh. And if you don't have the, the opportunity for your family to teach you to resist craziness, then craziness is just going to take you over. And that's where a lot of these people are. I mean, that... That insurrection on the 6th of January was just off the chain. That was just white folks out there. That was, that, that was their finest hour. They feel like they're white. Pro- and then what got me is people go back to Greenwich, Connecticut, which is one of the most high pro uh, per capita income. And I saw ladies being interviewed in their uh, parlor or in their um, little Bessieview area by people about the insurrection Saturday. And they would be in their little clothes back in Connecticut looking all nice saying, yeah, we were there. Then they showed pictures of them that day, and they were all in their battle gear. It, it was crazy. I mean, how are you going to talk about people that are looting and things like that when you, you have the capability to be just like those same black folks that you talk about that's out there looting? You can do the same shit. You human like anybody else. It's what we hide behind in our life and what we project out front, and what they make people believe with their white skin. Because we always see white folks and think that, boy, that's the avenue to pureness, so they're cool. Bullshit. Bullshit. Study them, look them over, check them out. That's where the term Karen came from, because they always want to be in your business. You can sit down, mind your business. You get up and do something, there's Karen. You know, you really shouldn't move over there, because I think that seat taken over. Karen, shut the fuck up. I'm moving over there. I know the seat's not taken because I talked to the lady before she left, and she told me she was leaving the restaurant. So get the fuck out of my business. That's a Karen move when somebody is watching the environment more than you and don't know the real truth of everything going on around them. That's the meaning of a Karen. But anyway, I'm going to leave it alone. I'm out. Okay, now. Papa Didi has spoken. Okay. <clears throat> we. It's rough out there, I'm telling you. We kicking butt and taking names Don't forget our history. Do not forget our history. It's not far away. Don't look at all this crap going on today. Look at your ancestors and the shit they went through. God bless them. They were so strong and so beautiful. Lord have mercy. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. Well, thank you for that one, Papa Didi. Yeah, that was a good one. All right. All right. Where are we going to now, Kevin? All right. I'm ready. I'm waiting for Papa. Oh, okay. I thought we was, oh, you ain't going to take it. She's ready. Let's go. Uh, I thought you were going to come Hollywood back with a word up. from our sponsors. Mm-hmm. Or, mm-hmm. Uh, we can hear mm-hmm. from I'm them ready. From Kit Kat. <laughs> from Kit Kat. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
I'm up. I'm up. I'm up. I'm up. Now, there's your break. Five more minutes. All right, anyway. Hollywood. Hollywood. All okay, right, Thank you. Well, uh-huh. we haven't heard uh, from Chandra Rhymes in a while. Um, uh-huh. She's in the new Variety show. Uh, she's on the cover of Variety's show, Woman of the Year. She's opening uh-huh. up on why she doesn't blame the star, which is um, Reggae Jean Page, for leaving, although fans were extremely disappointed and caused quite a stir. I mean, they had, she, he had women drooling because um, he said, he, well, he left in the first season. But if you follow yeah. um, uh, the Bridgerton uh, series, the books, um, that's just how things went. That's how the story was. So mm-hmm. him leaving prematurely, I mean, hey, he's going along with the story. But um, mm. Bridgerton, but I was hoping they come back. Who, who knows? He, he may. I think it's just a big hype, but uh, Bridgerton has renewed for three additional seasons following its first Ooh. season premiere, which was um, December 2020. Uh, uh, but but uh, you can see him on Netflix, The Great Man, in 2022. So uh, keep hope alive. Uh, Ray right. on Page, he'll be on that. So. All right. Hey. Mm-hmm. Also, Jennifer Hudson might snag a daytime talk show just in time for fall 2022. The show what? is currently being shopped around. Yep. Jennifer Hudson, Oscar winner Jennifer Hudson, might be coming to daytime TV with a new syndicated talk show. All right now. Um, the Jennifer Hudson talk show is reportedly coming in at a rough time in the syndication business with several other talk shows already, Tamara Hall, Kelly Clarkson, uh, Drew Barrymore. Those are some hard ones to, to uh, try, to, try to battle against. But, uh, hey, J-Hud, she, she might have the credentials. Let's see what's going to happen. It says she's shopping it around, so who knows? If okay. people will, will stay interested. I mean, she can sing her butt off, but uh, she carry, you know, a talk show. So, yeah. Yeah, that's a question. Right. Um, if you fans love Atlanta Housewives, Nene Leakes is ready for a real Housewives Atlanta return to address her unfinished business. All right. She goes on to say, I'm okay with uh, returning to the show as long as we can work through a few things, the reality star said about reclaiming her peach. Oh, excuse me. Okay. I figured she would want to come Nene. back. Yeah, that's what I say. She's going to go get that money. That's what she's going to go get. <laughs> um, uh-huh. Also, Dwayne Johnson, The Rock, uh, my third boyfriend, uh, he's in the news. Um, he said um, when he does, when he does further um, projects, he's not going to use real guns. I mean, I'm sorry, real bullets. Um, he's going to use um, rubber bullets uh, because, you know, the um, incident that happened um, a couple of weeks ago on the set of the movie Rust with Alec Baldwin, um, the woman, um, unfortunately, um, she passed on that particular set. Um, but that's still under investigation. But um, said going forward, Dwayne Johnson said any other projects he's involved with, 
as far as guns or anything, they're going to use rubber bullets. So kudos to him. So um, okay. that's a good thing. Yeah. So, you know, folks got to go on a record and say, look, this is what I'm going to do my next project. So um, I don't blame him. Um, Will Smith, him and Jada, they have been back in the news. Jada's been talking to her behind all, but Will Smith is coming up with his uh, his memoir book. Um, he was oh, talking really? to Oprah. Mm-hmm. Uh, this week's issue of People Magazine published an exclusive excerpt from his um, upcoming memoir called Will. It comes out on the 9th, which is Tuesday. Um, he talks about his father. He's always talked about his father was abusive to his mother. And uh, he quotes, he says, my father was violent, but he was also at every game, play, and recital. He was an alcoholic, but he was uh, sober at every premiere of every one of my movies. Uh, he listened to every one of his records. He visited the studio. So, you know, it's like he was a decent father, but he was just abusive. I guess the alcoholism. So, but, uh, hey, you guys might have to check it out. Pick up that book. November the 9th it comes out. So, yep. Also, um, uh, wedding bells for uh, Cal Penn and Cardi B. She wants to uh, give the couple away. She wants to do the um, the wedding ceremony. Uh, everybody know Cal Penn as um, that's your show, um, Big Bang Theory. He played in that. Um, he's supposed to be getting Cal married Penn? soon. Yes, and Carney B wants to officiate the wedding. I was like, okay. Okay. Uh, okay. Penn announced he was engaged to his longtime partner, Josh, okay. of 11 years, doing an interview with people. So, uh, Carney B, she wants to uh, officiate. Hey, I didn't know she had that license. I mean, hey, <laughs> who knew? Oh, you can get all those things online, so I don't know. I, I don't okay. remember him on Big Bang Theory. Cal yeah, Penn? they yeah, they said he was on the Big Bang Theory. Uh, maybe he um did um maybe he wasn't one of the main characters, but uh, no, he, he definitely he, was not one of the main ones. But okay, right? But he he was on some episodes. Um, okay, yeah, yeah. So also, last but not least, um, I did want to. Put it in my last word, but um, I'm not sure if you guys knew about Colin Powell, his funeral. Uh, he brought the Democrats and Republicans together today. Um, the funeral for Colin Powell, former Secretary of State, Chairman of Joint Chiefs of Staff, and National Security Advisor, brought out Washington that barely exists anymore. Republicans and Democrats, including uh, President Biden and two of his predecessors, um, came out and uh, gave their respects today. So, uh, yeah. And may he rest in peace. So, they had all the big wigs yeah. up today. Mm-hmm. So. I saw some of that service on CNN. It was really beautiful. Yeah, yeah. He said uh, his, his son looks just like him. Uh, I'm like, wow, okay. But, okay. Uh, oh, oh, Cattle, what, I have. Uh, uh-huh. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I had one more for you. Sister mm-hmm. Act 3, Tyler Perry oh. has confirmed that it's going down. All right, now. I can't wait. Is uh, Whoopi going to be in it still? Or? Whoopi is in. 
Uh, hey, hey, that's what's up. Um, I did, I, I forgot one more. The Harder They Fall, um, this new uh, movie, uh, Western, oh, coming out. Okay, yeah, yeah uh, with Regina King and Idris Alba. They gave um, kudos to uh, uh, Chadwick Boseman in the movie. So that was pretty cool. Okay. So, yeah, so All right. my Hollywood wrap-up. Mm-hmm. All right, that's the Hollywood wrap-up. Thank you, Kevin. And now up to date, and Papa Didi, that takes us down to the Kiss It list. Mm. If you could be so kind as to explain what exactly is the world-famous Kiss It list. Kiss It list is compiled of people that showed their ass over the last couple of weeks, month, year, whatever, whatever. However oh, no, are we going back that far? Well, whatever we want to put them in. Okay. You know. Well, we usually just do a week at a time. But okay. All right. So let's just say for this week. For this week. All right. Who are we starting with? Let's start with that couple out of uh, the one with the potatoes. Uh, oh, yeah. Colin and uh, Colin and, and Donna. Donna. Yeah. What was their name, Brown? I don't know. Yeah, potato. I think it was Brown and Doug, the potato. Mm-hmm. Colin, he's probably dead now for eating that nasty <laughs> ass potato. <laughs> anyway. Oh, my yeah, goodness. Yeah, Colin and uh, what was their name again? Colin and, um, did I write it down? What's her name? Colin and Donna. And Donna. Oh, Lord. Those people are strange. Mm-hmm. I hope they get in the Guinness Book of World Records after keeping that funky potato around. In the Freaky White Boys Club, that's the Washington football team. You know, their their emails were so vicious that Roger Goodell cannot even put them out there. Because the media would take it apart and just, it would be vicious. It would be, it'd be ugly. Oh, absolutely. Anyway, Aaron Rodgers, for just being a, a butthead, you know, Break he off. just, he think he's so, him, him and Kyrie Irving, I never met two bigger jerk-offs in my life. Those, absolutely. Both, both those guys are, they're crazy as hell. They're crazy as hell, the two of them. Hurts rent a car. Went in bankruptcy. Now they, they it must be a department missing when somebody extends contract. They're not telling the buyer. They're calling the police. So it must not got back to the department. Or are they running an insurance scam? Oh, it could be a scam. Who knows? I Who don't knows? know. But Hertz rent a car. Go, like I said, go to Enterprise. Go to Alamo. You know, go to uh, National. That's my people. Also, we got Roger Goodell, uh, yeah. Snyder. The, the owner of the Washington football team. And, and his wife for and, signing off on and that. And his wife. I would divorce his ass and took everything, personally. All right. <laughs> but anyway. Uh, oh, Kyle yeah. Rittenhouse, the 17-year-old in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Trying mm-hmm. to act like it was yeah. self-defense for the shot, people he killed. killed two people and shot one. Now he's, sitting there, now he's sitting there like he's some kind of innocent guy that don't know no better. Exactly. But he's on Facebook with guns and rifles and everything else. I'm telling you. Uh, the people. Washington football team. Just for being who they are. Jenna Ryan, Miss Privilege, that's going going mm-hmm. to jail for sixty days. Mm-hmm. Sit your mm-hmm. ass down. And Marjorie Taylor Green, yeah, you girl. Crazy self. And also, I would like to add all the QAnon believers. Mm. Y'all are crazy as heck. You are the yeah. And whoever's yeah. responsible for knocking, whoever's responsible for knocking down RFK Stadium, I really think it's time for it to go. Stadium been up too long, it's gonna collapse one day. See, so might as well knock it down. Anyway. Um, who else? Maybe we say Roger Goodell, we said him forty five. Yeah. Put forty five on. Forty five, your 
He's still running around saying that the election was stolen. Mm-hmm. And anybody else who's saying that, and the pillow forget, guy, don't forget him. Yeah, Glenn Youngkin for wearing that sleeveless vest thing. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, and uh, what's her name? The lady with the gun? Sears. Sears. He's the, the new lieutenant vice governor. lieutenant governor for carrying that gun during the whole campaign. Yeah. Supporting everything they had to do with gun rights. But then when she got elected, I'm black. I'm black, I'm black and black, and I'm very black. Whoever think I wasn't black. And I'm going to be black. When we see you sitting there with a gun on your poster and and need a hairdo, but her hair was nice and pretty night of the election and the gun was gone. Yeah, but that acceptance speech pulled it together. Pulled it together Uh, because she won the election, so now she ain't got to support. No, she has covered everybody. No. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Oh, I forgot. uh, Gosh, what is his name? Down in Texas, the the senator with the ears. Oh, what is his name? The senator? Is it Texas? Florida. Florida? Oh, I can't think of his name Rubio. right now. Rubio. Marco Rubio. Yeah, he want to get rid of daylight saving time, want the time to stay like it is all the time because he's down in Florida. He don't want the clocks to change. He says a bunch of crap when you get rid of it. Well, you know, daylight saving time is geared based on how the moon, how the the earth is spinning around the sun. When it gets lighter, you need more light at a certain time. You need darkness at a I certain time. I mean, he time. might be on to something, but no, I'm he's still not putting on, on, he's on nothing. He's not on anything. Anyway, we'll talk about that next week. We got something for everybody on this week's kissing list. Kiss my All right, welcome back to the John Party One, your host, Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And red wine. Bam. Bonsoir. All right. Woo, it's time for the last word. Last Kiss word. my entire ass. to do that again. Wow. <laughs> <Gosh>. <laughs> Good yeah, help is hard to find. Oh, hard to find. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> it's anyway. time for the last word. Oh, my goodness. Come right, on, just, interns. Uh, I'll go first. Uh, first, I, w- I went to the union during the break, and uh, oh uh, boy, here we go. Kettle would not be disciplined for being late earlier, so we're gonna—they're gonna excuse her for that. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, look, okay. everybody. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, just stay safe. Watch yourself. Like I said, look out for your ancestors. You know, understand. Where you came from and where you're going, because if you don't, if you don't know where you came from, you definitely don't know where your ass is going. So pay attention to your past and see what's happening with us, where we've been, and try to figure out where you're going. But look and see where our ancestors have been, what they've been through, and better understand yourself. 
Stop thinking this is your world because you don't know shit until you look back and see what people that have been here longer than you and have perished before you, what they've been through. So please look back at our ancestors and honor their time and their their vision and respect their existence. All right. All right. I'll go next. My my last word is understand that privilege is not a given. Privilege is something that should be earned. But the problem with people who think that it should just be a given is that they take it for granted. You cannot assume just because you look a certain way or because you possess a certain thing that you automatically should be granted certain privileges. You know, privilege to me, in my opinion, is like respect. It should be earned. If you haven't done anything to earn certain privileges, why do you make why do some people make the assumption that they should just automatically be given privilege because of who they are, what they have, who they know, or what they got? And where they live. And where they live. I, I'm not trying to be a part of that because that's a bunch of bull crap. Privilege should be something earned just like respect. And if you haven't earned it, stop acting like it's supposed to be given to you and stop demanding it. If you haven't earned it, then it's not warranted. So stop acting like you're supposed to have it. That's my last word. Hmm. What's your last word, Kim? Hmm. Yeah, I said it is for. I don't know if I can, I can come behind that. <laughs> yeah. Girl. I'm just saying. That's interesting because that word privilege is, is a trip. What if us black folks start saying we were privileged? How, how would they take us? That would be interesting. Hmm. Um, it just seems so different. Um, somebody white saying they're privileged, um, and then somebody black saying they're privileged. You don't hear that at all. But that would be interesting. Interesting concept. That could be a good, uh, small short film or documentary. You'd like, wow. <laughs> but uh, my last word, just just stay safe out there. Appreciate everybody listening tonight. And um, if you're from Cali, North Kakalaki, uh, upstate. Wherever you're listening, uh, we appreciate you listening to us every Friday night. Um, and uh, I guess I'll be docked for uh, being late tonight, <laughs> but it's all good. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I had to take care of a uh, 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 man riding a horse, but anyway. Um, okay. We'll see you guys oh, okay. back here uh, ne- next next weekend, next Friday. So that's my last word. Yep, Friday. <laughs> Stop eating that bad chili. All right, we're going to do it again next Friday night. Thanks for hanging out with us. This is the Pajama Party crew signing off. Say good night, Papa. Good night, everybody. Say good night, Kevin. Good night. And good night. Bonsoir. Adios. Arrivederci. Ciao. Initiating shutdown sequence. Is it all over, Rock? I guess so. I bid you farewell, Arrivederci, Sayonara, and all that sort of cheers. Well, when you, I say when you gotta go, you gotta go. Well, good night. Jabiko, Sana. I regret to announce this is the end. I'm going now. Good night and good luck. Was it as good for you as it was for me? Now give me a kiss and say good night. Good night. Good night. Thank you. Oh, Goodbye now. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you for attending our show and good night. <laughs> Rolling that day, rolling up my day, put some of my day. Party cool, keep it real for you.
Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VDW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.